0: Today's scripture will be Psalms 23 5. You can open your Bibles up and read it with me or I will have it on the screen with you to read along. But Psalms uh, number 23 verse 5. The Word of God says this as thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord we thank you for allowing us to come together. uh, Lord through our uh, social networking, through uh, CDs, through different broadcast opportunities that we uh, spread this message this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll watch over our many members, that you'll bless us as we try to bring this word to them, and Lord, that we have our hearts open, that we have our ears open, that you'll uh, come in and help us, Lord Father, to preach the word of God that saith uh, what you say, Lord. And we just uh, thank you for what you blessed us with and how you continue to lead God and direct us. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Now, in psalms uh, chapter 23 verse 5 the last four weeks we've been uh, in psalms 23 Uh, we've been preaching one verse a week and we'll continue that again today with verse 5 but leading up to uh, verse 5 we have these four weeks of building up to this verse and each verse uh, means a lot, and we want to break down each one of them like we've already done each week to kind of help us understand what Psalm uh, 23 is trying to say to us. Uh, the first verse covers the care, the love, and protection that He offers and supplying everything that we need. And the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, then we discussed how He allows us to rest. He leads us to a place of peace. Uh, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters uh he also restores us and gets us back on track to honor him uh he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake and he also uh is with us in our deepest darkest times by protecting us and being in control yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff that comfort me and we get done with the Those particular verses, and once again, we see the scripture that we have today. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Uh, We continue to see uh, from verse 4 last week, we we focused some on how the transition happened with that piece of scripture. Uh, You can see it in this flow here that we have uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He starts to call him he. Verse 2 is he making me lie down. Uh, continuing he leadeth me he restoreth my soul uh, we see sort of a disconnect with the he he's referring to him as a, as some some something distant but when you get to verse 4 you see the valley of the shadow of death as i will feel no evil, for thou art with me and we discussed that last week on how david takes a transition of talking about somebody to talking to him he starts to have a close relationship when he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, which a lot of us do. And we begin the verse today with Vow. uh pretty much you, uh, in pretty much English language to understand. Uh, he keeps that personal connection uh, that he did in the last verse, continuing into this verse. And I think that's pretty important for us to think about how David has a close connection with God, even when we get into this verse. And we can also think about the difficult times. We back up and look at, uh, in verse 4, you yeah, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. We, we went from verses 1, 2, and 3 to having good times, to having God with us, to still waters, green pastures, uh, uh, leadeth me to a path of righteousness. Uh, I don't want anything. I have everything I need in verse 1. But we get to verse 4. Uh, we enter into difficult situations, the valley of the shadow of death. And uh, we, we're close to Him, but we're going to think about even being close to Him, but we're also going to think. About this dark time that we've transitioned into in verse 4, and continue to be in that, I believe, sometimes in this thought process. We've all been through hard times and difficult times, uh, but even if you are going through those things, I'm glad that we can see the beginning of this verse. It says, Thou preparest. He prepares you, Lord. You are preparing. And the Hebrew pretty much means to set in a row. Uh, so what, what this pretty much idea he's trying to get across to us is that as he is already ahead of us. He's already planning. He's already got everything in line. Uh, even though you're going through difficult times, even though you're walking through that valley of the shadow of death, and you don't have to fear evil, he's already went before you and prepared. And isn't that good to know that he's went ahead. He's, he's planned. He's set in a row. He's designed. He's laid out. Uh, he's put all the details together. And He's prepared us uh, for a way that we can know what's, what's going to be ahead of us sometimes. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we go through those difficult transitions. But uh, He knows what you're going through and He's already went ahead. And this scripture says, Thou preparest. He's already prepared what you're going to be going through. Do you think the blessings that you get on a daily basis just happen? They don't. Uh, the blessings that we get from God are not coincidences. The things that go on in our life aren't just because we've made a choice or just because of, of what we've done. We don't get a promotion at work just because of what we've done at work. A lot of people try to you know, take that credit. Well, the only reason I got home safely is because I can drive so good. And if most of us are pretty honest, that's not true. Uh, we, most of us can't drive very good. I can't drive very good. And somehow I make it home every day and make it to work. And, and I'm glad that even though we overlook what God does in our lives, He is doing it. He is already preparing. He's already went before us. He's already planned out what's going to happen tomorrow. He already knows the very ending. He's already wrote the book of Revelation. He knows what's in the very end. Praise the Lord. He's, he, he goes before us and He has prepared. Don't think that God hasn't prepared things that are going to come your way in your life. Whether it be sickness, whether it be strife, whether it be heartache, whether it be joy, whether it be... Uh, families getting saved, whether it be families dying, whether it be sickness, he's already prepared that. He knows what's going to happen. He has set in a row. And what has he set in a row? David writes that he has set in a row. He has prepared a table. Now, this Hebrew that is being written here by David, it can mean a banquet, it can mean a meal, it can mean a feast. What would be the point Of God planning out a meal for us you know I I, I immediately turn to thinking about war and uh, I'm thinking about war with this piece of scripture because if we back up to verse 4 we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and uh, that's a dark place which we preached last week it's a dark troublesome time and uh, if you've if you've lived very long and if you're honest with yourself I believe we can all say we've been in deep dark times and when I start thinking of a deep, dark time, a difficult situation, I think of war. I mean, if I've never been to war. I've never had to fight down in trenches and be covered in mud and fighting and uh, scraping for everything that I-, I-, I needed. But I immediately think of somebody going to war. And I think about somebody going to war because I think we can easily compare our life and our spiritual battle that we have to face with what David is trying to get across to us. He has prepared a table for us. Now when we're at war, uh, you don't have a fancy table. Okay, When you go to war, uh, there's a certain urgency about you. Uh, when somebody's just across the tree line uh, from you that you're just going to have to fight, if, if a battle is coming up in the morning, uh, you have a table spread before you when you eat that knife that is small, that is quick. You grab something as quick as you can. You may even eat it in your cot or in your sleeping bag and you eat it quickly. You, you probably don't have tons of options out in the battlefield. Uh, think of the limited choices you would have and the hurryness and the quickness. You won't get to enjoy it. You know, God, when He shows this, we, we have to be ready and willing to stand and fight when we're at war. Okay. What God is showing when He's spreading out this table, I see a time that God shows us to just be ready uh, to enjoy life. Don't be ready. Don't be worrying about the battle that you've got to fight. Yes, we know we've got to fight that spiritual battle. Yes, we know we've got to go out in the trenches each and every day. But thou preparest a table. God is displaying and He is planning at a great feast to show us not to be worried about the battle that we've got to fight. We we need to enjoy life. We need to enjoy what is around us. We need to slow down, enjoy the banquet that God has prepared for you. Those blessings that God gives you needs to be enjoyed. We So many times we just overlook the blessings that sit right in front of us. This table is spread out and it is perfect. It's a, think of a large dinner if you've ever been to a big gathering, a big a family gathering or a dinner at church or whatever they may do decorations they'll have all the utensils all the foods and nice plates and you think of all those even the decorations if you've been to big fancy weddings you know or or big get-togethers with some people you know we think of all the decorations and the foods and the treats but think we think about that but think about how god can provide a wonderful experience and perfectly planned out meal. I mean, I'm talking about all the fixings. Everything that we could possibly think of. This was quite an event-style thing, especially in the Middle East, the Middle Eastern culture, they liable to have a nine to a 12 course meal. Back in the day when they had a, you know, even today in some of those certain places, they, they still do these type of things. This table, this banquet, this feast, that is laid out. My goodness. When you start this chapter, you know, before we've been a sheep, We've been shepherded, we've been protected, and we've been led by still waters. We've been uh, brought to a place that has a beautiful grass. We've been restored and brought to paths as a sheep. But when we get to this, we're no longer sheep. We are now people that, what, God values. Here it changes that God is preparing a feast for us and providing a great variety of provisions and comforts he values us. He knows that we're, we're not sheep. Well, Yes, we know that we are sheep. We have to be led. We, ha- we don't know what's best for us. We, In so many ways in the last four weeks, we've understood that we depend upon Him uh, with, with everything in our lives. But when we get to this particular piece of Scripture, when David writes, that has prepared a table. And he is showing the value. He is showing that He wants to give us what we desire, and He wants to lay it out before us. And the big thing is, and I think he wants us to see it, it says, Thou preparest a table what? Before me. He's prepared a feast for you in full view, and it's not hidden. If you don't see God's blessings in your life, it's your fault. I guarantee it. I don't care if you're saved, I don't care if you're lost. Either way, so many times we go through life and we don't realize what God's blessed us with. He has prepared a table before me. God does not hide His blessings from you. You may be too busy to see it. You may be too spiritually blind to understand it. But God has laid out and went ahead and prepared wonderful things for you. And you should be able to see God work. Not only does He bring it before you, But it also follows that piece of scripture. It says, in the presence of mine enemies. Now, normally when you're at war, I've already talked about this, you don't sit down at a big banquet table and begin a large meal with all the fixings. Okay? When you're at war, you do not have time for that. When you're at war, I believe if you walked out on a big battlefield war zone and you looked across it, You won't see a big lit up tent with chandeliers and butlers and waitresses and people taking orders and wine and dining and all kinds of fanciness. What nice white tablecloths. That's not something you'll see in a war zone. Now it says that thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you, God has went before you and prepared a feast like none other, like a table that only He can provide. He has put it in front of you so you can see it. And while He is doing it, and He's doing it in front of you, He's also doing it in front of your enemies. Okay? That's the peace that God can provide. You don't have time in a war zone to sit down. I'm glad that when God comes on the scene and He prepares, and He prepares that table even in front of your enemies, He gives you time to slow down and sit down and enjoy what God's blessed you with. We don't know sometimes all the things that God is doing. It blows my mind sometimes at the end of an event that I realize what God was with me the whole time. Sometimes we're facing things and we get discouraged and the blessings that God has put in our paths... It's just so amazing. Imagine thinking about this table being spread, this, this, this feast, this meal's banquet. It's before you, and it's also in the presence of your enemies. Think of the fire that truly lights up under somebody to see that God's people are being blessed when they follow what God commands. I, I, thought, I thought about a hillside. And uh, me and my wife got married on a hill. And I thought about that hill, driving by and being able to see that tent we had set up and all the cars parked out there and the feast that we had. We had a wonderful meal. and We were blessed that day. And I thought about as people drove by that hill, they probably wondered what was going on? Uh, what, what, what's happening up on that hillside? What, what's so amazing? It'll drive your enemies crazy to know that God did this for you. Think of the fire that would put up under people. The condition that David is expressing here is abundancy. It's care. It's things that people envy. Okay? When when God prepares this table and He puts it before you and it puts it before your enemies, what God is trying to show your enemies is that He loves you this much and our enemies should love us as well. Our enemies should love our, our Lord and Savior. Okay? Even in the presence of mine enemies. It's abundancy, care, and things that people envy. The next piece of this scripture says, Thou anointest my head with oil. Now, the enemies envy your table with your food. And they'll envy a lot of the things that God is doing for you. Such a great spread, such a great feast. But beyond that, they'll envy your wealth. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying they'll they'll envy your bank account. I'm not saying that they'll envy your cars. I'm not saying that they will envy uh, your haircut <laughs> or anything, or what nice shoes. They will envy the spiritual wealth that you have. It says that thou anointest my head with oil. Now oil was something that was special. Oil had a high value. It could be easily sold and you could easily make great gains in Second Kings 4 and 7. Uh, you'll see uh, a prophet say here that he came and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil and pay that debt. This is a story of a widow that didn't have any money to pay the debt. They were going to take her children. And the, the prophet told her, say, hey, go out and borrow some, uh, some vessels and fill it, and go into a room, close the door, and start pouring out oil. And it said that the vessels were filled. And she went back and said, hey, we've got these vessels. And he told her to go sell it. So we know that from Scripture that the oil is a symbolism, and we even understand that it is wealth. Uh, but it's more of a spiritual wealth. It was a, it was a blessing uh, throughout most of the Bible, especially the anointing of the head, which you do some studies, anointing uh, sheep's heads, uh, keeps and protects them in so many ways. It was signified as a blessing. But go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Now, it means that oil is very valuable. And what's amazing about this particular Wording here that anoints my head with oil—that original Hebrew—it does not mean that they simply took a dip of oil and poured it on somebody's head. It's—it is very. It means that there was quite an abundance. It almost means that there was a constant pouring out. There was a. There was so much of it, Lord. Thou anointest my head, with well, Lord. You give me so much. You have just blessed me beyond anything I thought You could have ever done. And the abundance of the oil was a symbolism of prosperity, joy, a divine favor, the joy that God give you in your life. All that, all those blessings being poured out on top of us. Thou, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Your blessings are in clear view of everybody around you. And they should be. Thou anointest my head with oil. If you think you had oil poured out on your head, do you think that people would be able to see that? Yes. People can see your life. And I'm not talking, once again, about the clothes that you wear, the cars that you drive, or hairdos that you have. I'm talking about... He, They will see the blessing. They will see God in your life. And moreover, it says, My cup runneth over. Now, the cup is a symbolism of life. And, you know, when life is overflowed with joy that is unspeakable, when everything... Seems right. Everything seems perfect. Everything seems holy. Everything is going perfect in your life. Now, I'm not saying, once again, we can back up and I'm not talking about your work life or or your family issues or anything. I'm talking about this relationship you have with you and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's something that God can provide. It's not just a full life, it is an overflowing life. It follows the thought that God has provided for me all my life and always will, is what my cup runneth over really means. My goodness, how much has God blessed us? Not only does God prepare a great feast for His people, not only does He provide it and gives us peace among your enemies to enjoy, it expresses the abundance to you, and He also lets you enjoy an overflowing plate. Think about the last time you had a potluck or a family get together. I, I have particular things that I like for 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 particular people to make. Okay, there's cream corn that I want from somebody. There's a there's a dressing that I want somebody to make. There's uh, there's this pie. There's this cake. There's this fried chicken. You know, I have certain things that I like. There's certain restaurants that I like to go to and eat specific things when I go to these different places. And a lot of you do. Now think about. If you had a get-together or this potluck or a joining of all these foods and you had your all your favorite people bring all your favorite dishes and line them up on a table, okay? And think about this meal that they're having. Think about this meal that's prepared before you. And think about all the things that you would love to eat in this world and then I'd like to think about this. I'd like to think that you had the biggest plate that you could possibly find. Now I'm smart enough that when I go to a good I go to a good potluck at a church. I do it at our church. When I go to, to eat, I'm smart enough to know that if I layer two plates together, that gives it double the strength. Okay? There's nothing worse than getting halfway through a line and saying, I don't know if I can put this on my plate. It may break it. And you can tell by looking at me that I will make sure that I get any, plenty to eat. And so a lot of times I'll get two plates and people will ask me, Hey, Zach, you know you've got two plates? Well, of course I do. I want double the food. I want plenty on my plate. I don't have to worry about that plate breaking. So let's double the size of that plate. Let's make it three times stronger than any plate you could possibly think of. And then let's make the food 10,000 times better than you could ever imagine it from the people that provided it it for you on your preferences. Now, I want you to know that's what God does. God doesn't provide you what you like. God doesn't provide you what you think you like or just enough. God will provide way more than you'll ever expect. And He'll feed you to your full. Amen. And then He'll also send you home with a doggy bag. Okay? That's what God does. My cup runneth over. And so many people are going through life feeling empty. And they do. I've felt empty. Most people have felt it. Most people have felt a burden, an emptiness, something they desire in their lives. And they go down all these different roads uh, to try to make themselves happy. But do you feel as though life isn't making you happy? Work doesn't seem to matter. Family doesn't matter. I don't know why I go to church. I don't know why I go to work. I don't know why I try to make things work with my spouse. Jesus can fill your life up to the point that it flows out into people around you. If you've got a cup that's so full that it's running over, an overflowing cup has to go somewhere. When we pray today and we think today about this message that he has, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Think about how happy Jesus makes you think about how happy it is to have an overflowing cup that overflowing cup I want you to understand when it fills up it runs out you see from the picture right here that it fills up and it runs out it has to go somewhere our job as Christians today is to spread the love of Jesus everywhere we go everywhere we go now we've been faced with this virus and we've been faced with me moving a message to online and we can't gather together as a group of believers. And a lot of people have quoted, you know, oh, let's not neglect the gathering of ourselves together. And uh, I think that that means a lot of different things. But I want you to know we, we have to spread the love of Jesus, the real church. And most of you know this. Most of you know that the building is not the church. We have to spread the love of Jesus. We have a Sunday. The Sunday that, yeah, we've been quarantined, yeah, we, we need to keep social distancing, but my goodness, your phone, you know, I can have miles between me and somebody else. Call them and tell them how much you love them. Call them, email them, text them. My cup is running over. I have plenty of blessings that I can give the people around me. I can spread the love of Jesus I should be able to more than anybody else. I know that I've been blessed. I know that he's prepared that table before me. I know that he's even done it in front of my enemies, right in front of Satan. I know that he has blessed me by anointing my head with oil, and I know that my cup is running over. Praise the Lord. Psalms 23, 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Can you show people what Jesus has done for you in your life? Do they know? Have you told somebody this week about Jesus? We may not be confined to the church walls of the church this Sunday, but guess what? You're not in the church. You need to be looking like the church. You should be showing love to the loving thy neighbor as thyself and to only serve the true and living God. And we do that today. We love you. We appreciate you. I thank you for listening to the message today. And I'll conclude in prayer with you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together. Lord, I pray that you'll watch over the many ones that sit through this message, Lord, that they can have open hearts and open ears, Lord, that they'll walk, the Christian walk. They'll go out and show people love. They'll go out and, Lord, they'll show people that their cup is running over. They'll show people that 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 head's been covered and poured out of that oil, Lord, that they'll go through their life and they'll know that Jesus has been before you preparing. It's already prepared for you. If you need to go out and tell somebody about Jesus, it's already prepared. Lord, I pray that you'll just continue to be in our lives, that you'll give us the strength that we so desire, and that you'll bless us in these upcoming events that are going on, Lord. And we know, Lord, that it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets a whole lot better. But we can find peace in knowing that you have blessed us. In Jesus' name I ask, amen.